Hello. Hello. Hi. How's it going? I'm good. <laughs> What's up with you? For for everyone listening, this is our third take or something like that. So that's why we're so giggly. It's so hard to say the word hello and hello, Andre. Like exactly. it's it's really difficult. <laughs> Shannon, what's up with you? What's new? Hello. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I have to like up my like popularity here and just be like, mm, I'm I'm going through changes. You know, I'm not just doing nothing anymore. Like, uh, I've been eating a lot of chocolate. And mm -hmm. when it wasn't pouring rain and storming, I was actually going outside quite a bit. So I'm kind of living like a dangerous life right now in my early 20s. Mm -hmm. Like everyone should just be super jealous. Interesting. I know I'm jealous. You, you do you do have a good amount of free time that I wish I could have sometimes. <laughs> so honestly, kudos to you. I wish I could have your money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, it, it just... I sometimes feel like the flying money emoji, like the one with the wings, <laughs> <laughs> the build of the wings. That's what it feels like sometimes. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> oh, okay. So I, hi everyone. Um, this is important to me, so I'm gonna bring it up. So for those of you who don't know, Britney, <laughs> Britney Spears' dad is sick, and um, he he's been in the hospital for a while. And I guess I just found out today. Britney Spears is so distraught over this that she checked herself into a mental health facility, which I have thoughts about it. One, um, it's something that you mentioned, Shannon, which is that it's good that she did it of her own volition. That's very admirable. But two, um, like while she's in this facility for 30 days, her dad's still going to be like, I mean, excuse the crudeness, but like dying at the hospital. So I don't know if she should have checked herself in now. Like, I, like to be like, to be very blunt, like if the guy's gonna die soon, why not wait till that to like break down? You know what I mean? I kind of see what you're saying, but maybe it's just we don't really know her, so maybe she literally can't handle being in the same room with him, and that's why she checked herself in because it's just too much for her. Yeah. Maybe she wants to spend that time with him. She doesn't know how. Yeah. Or I mean, we don't even know. I don't know what their relationship is. Yeah. I don't know if you know what it is. So. Yeah, I mean, they're fairly close. They're, like, they're pretty close. He's been her kind of, like, basically... She has a manager, but for anything else, the manager doesn't do... He's, like, the secondary manager, basically. He's also her... Um, oh, I forget the word. But she's in this... Oh, she's, she's her conservator. So she's in a conservatorship where her money is handled by her dad because since, like, her 2007 meltdown, like, the court was, like, you're not stable, so we need someone else to, like manage your finances so her dad does that too so they're pretty close okay okay well i mean i hope the best for her i hope that she is able to get through it yeah yeah so that's what surprised me because they're so close that she's gonna um check herself in into a mental facility instead of spending time with him but i mean if it's really hard then yeah i understand um you know what i don't understand um, or what I don't know, are we getting domination? So for those of you who don't know, Britney Spears, I mean, if you don't know this, are you living under a rock? Hello. But Britney Spears had a biggest residency. Uh, it was called Peace and Me. She had it for almost four years. And just as that was finishing, she announced her new residency called Domination. And then just as that was about to start and thousands of tickets had been sold, she was like, Sorry, guys, I am not performing Domination. She didn't say the words cancel on her statement. She just said that if she was not going to perform it. She also didn't say the words postpone, though. Um, and she said she wasn't going to do it because her dad had fallen ill. So that was when he was just falling ill. Uh, and it's been months since then. And we don't know if she's going to be back. And that's, like, such a selfish thing to <laughs> say. Like, Britney Spears' dad is dying, but where's the tour? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's on my mind. This is spooky. I feel spooked. <laughs> What if we never get domination? I know. <laughs> Is this the dimension that we're in? Why can't we get a better dimension? Um, uh, let's see what else. Oh, um, I bought I bought tickets to see um, the new Avengers movie when it comes out on <sighs> April 20-something, 25, 25th. Um, so opening night. I mean, why are they doing pre-sales? I mean, I guess a lot of people want to see it. I'm personally not a huge fan of The Avengers, just uh -huh. in general. I don't like superhero movies that much, but I'll probably watch on Redbox. <laughs> I don't think they're the best thing ever, honestly. I'm just doing it for the hype. Like, I find that 
depends on the movie. If it's a drama, I don't like people talking. But like, if it's an action movie or like a horror movie, um, there's nothing like experiencing with people in a theater. It's like it's fun to see their reactions. Right. Almost. Um, so I guess that's what I'm doing because I know there's gonna be a bunch of like fanboys there, and it's gonna make the experience interesting. I'm going with my brother, who definitely likes the movies more than I do, so that's gonna be cool. Um, but yeah, and I've also like I don't know when's the last time I was at an opening night, so that sounds like fun. Um, so yeah, um, I try to buy those for like some time, but the AMC app crashed for like a whole day because there were so many people trying to buy tickets. And sure enough, Sponsor us, AMC. What's up? I know. Hello. Sure enough, <laughs> when it was my time. Um, like the IMAX 3D showing full, the IMAX showing full, the real um the what was it the dolby cinema showing for all for the 25th all full so i had to go for oh, like wow. a regular 3d just like a regular 3d room um yeah pretty crazy uh anyway First world problems <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> um shannon um uh, if you don't have anything else let's get spooky okay so everyone we're talking about something very dear and close to our hearts and close to our reproductive systems today what is it? Literally. It's alien. <laughs> so I actually went a different route, which, like I said, I think I already suspect what you went with. I don't know what you went with, but I went with the route of UFO sightings and kind of assumed that's what you did as well, because we didn't really, we did encounters last time, I think. So, and the topic I chose is very information heavy. So I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm reading a lot. It's just that I kind of am. <laughs> like I took a lot of notes. And a lot of this came from the Wikipedia page and just like all these facts. And I think the facts are what make this so interesting. And like, obviously, I'm, I'm the skeptical one, so I love me a good fact. So, are you ready, Andre? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, okay. All right, so today we're talking about the USS Nimitz UFO incident. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't strike fear into your hearts when you hear that title, but... Are aliens even that spooky? I feel like when they're probing you, they're spooky. But if it's just like a sighting, maybe it's not that spooky. So, I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> so, in early November 2004, so this is fairly recent, if you consider 15 years ago recent, which, I mean, last time we were talking, we were both sort of in the era of like 40s and 50s, I think. Uh-huh. So, 2004, a guided missile cruiser called USS Princeton, part of... Kamer Strike Group 11, which is a U.S. Navy strike group used to maintain sea control, had been intermittently been tracking a mysterious aircraft on an advanced yeah. AN-SPY-1B passive radar. This radar is a part of one advanced combat system with 360-degree views. So even though, even though the topic is kind of based around the USS Nimitz, which is a different cruiser, um, it all begins with the USS Princeton, so I'll be talking about their ship and what they saw on their radar originally. So, Navy Chief Petty Officer Kevin Day recalls 8-10 to 10 radar traces of objects traveling south in a loose but fixed formation at 28,000 feet in close approximation to Catalina Island off the coast of California. So, he's seeing 8-10 to 10 traces of something flying through the air. And, yeah, I mean they're in a boat or like a ship so they aren't like visually seeing it because it's so high up in the air but they see it on the radar so they're not sure what it is so he is quote startled by their slow speed of 100 knots so one knot is equal to one nautical mile per an hour so this is what they would use in the navy so they were the objects themselves they were only going about 100 miles per an hour um <laughs> i i kind of want that to settle in that sounds, yeah, sounds kind of fast though 100 miles an hour okay well think about it this way like our cars i mean when you're driving on the freeway you have the option to go 100 miles per an hour right like normally we want it like if you're speeding like a crazy person maybe 95 but mm -hmm. for an airplane to be in the air they cruise at around 460 to 575 miles per hour Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, so that's actually really slow. So that's actually really slow. Like, that's insanely slow for something that's flying through the air to be going. Like, especially if it is, like, an aircraft. Like, how is it keeping itself in the air? Because all we know about aircraft is that it has to go really, really fast. Like, you want to fly a walk into space? 
blast yeah. it up real fast, you know? <laughs> so Kevin Day received confirmation from other radar oper operators on other vessels of the presence of the objects as well. So I think that's sort of important because it shows that he wasn't the only one that saw it. Like, other people confirmed that they saw these things on their radar. So it couldn't have just been a glitch yeah. with just his specific radar system unless they were all for some reason experiencing the same glitch, which is very unlikely. Mm -hmm. So the USS Princeton sent the coordinates to an aircraft. So like they sent the coordinates of the unidentified objects on the radar to an aircraft. And that aircraft was the E-2C Hawkeye. And they also faintly registered the objects on their own radar systems. So now we got boats that are seeing it, and now we got a plane seeing it. So it's all adding up, coming together. So this all happened kind of over the course of two weeks. Like Kevin Day had been seeing this like for a while, and he would take note of it whenever it occurred. So the same event occurred at 9.30 on November 14th, okay. and an operations officer aboard the USS Princeton contacted two airborne U.S. Navy Boeing flights. Um, they were Super Hornets, so they were like fighter planes. And they were flying from the USS Nimitz, and they were doing a combat exercise. So now we finally reached the Nimitz. So the two planes, they sat two people per plane. So this is four witnesses, essentially. So each plane was equipped with a pilot and a weapon system officer. Kevin Day, who's still chilling on the Princeton, still really, like, really into this at this point, instructed the pilots that were coming from the USS Nimitz uh, to change their course and investigate the unidentified radar spot, so where the objects were supposedly at at that point. So this was to ensure that there was no danger of collision during their combat exercise. Just kind of for like setting the scene here, the weather was a clear blue sky with no clouds and a calm sea, and that's kind of important for what's about to happen. So when pilots that were coming from the USS Nimitz reached the coordinates of where the supposed objects on the radar were supposed to be, the crew saw nothing in the air and nothing on the radar. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. They're seeing nothing, okay? On the Princeton's radar, however, which is way further away, they're still on the ship, they just sent those guys to investigate, they see that the object dropped from 28,000 feet to near sea level in less than a second. And that's why, probably, the pilots didn't see it. So, yeah. yeah, literally less than a second. Like, it will just dropped. Yeah, I don't like this. As the pilots looked down at the sea, because they were still kind of investigating at that point, like they just got there, they noticed a turbulent oval area of churning water with frothy waves the size of an airplane. There was a smoother area of lighter color at the center, as if the waves were just breaking, like, over something under the surface of the water. A few seconds later, they noticed an unusual object hovering 50 feet above the churning water, and it was moving erratically. Mm. So, yeah, that's... yeah. this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, both pilots, so Fravor and Slate, later described the object as a large, white, tic-tac, 30 to 46 feet long, with no windshield, wing, or visible engine. Yeah. So it was just like this, this large like cylindrical object without any wings or any engine of any kind not even a window apparently and it was over the churning water which is really weird so one of the pilots fravor he began a circular descent to approach the object um but in his report he said that the object began to mirror his movements in an opposite direction circling away from him so he actually kind of reacted to this pretty quickly he plunged his fighter plane down and he aimed below the object so that he could get closer to it. But in two seconds or less, the UFO accelerated out of sight. And the pilots reported to feel kind of weirded out. That's a direct quote. <laughs> so Princeton radioed the jets and said the radar target appeared 60 miles away at the jets' new rendezvous point. So literally within seconds, like seconds of him saying like I plunged down to go get closer to it and then it was gone the USS Princeton which is further away said that they saw the radar appear 60 miles away so what could move that fast according to the popular mechanics magazine an object would have to move more than 2400 miles per an hour to cover that distance that quickly and I don't know of any man-made objects that can do that <laughs> that's crazy 
So two other jets actually went to investigate, but by the time they arrived at the new rendezvous, rendezvous point of the objects, there was nothing there. Um, Commander Fravor said, I have no idea what I saw. It had no plumes, wings, or rotors, and outran, outran F-18, but I want to fly one. Cool. <laughs> he wants to fly a giant Tic Tac. <laughs> I mean, I would want to fly it too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, here's kind of an interesting conspiracy turn of events, which, I mean, can you really call it a conspiracy? Okay, so, 13 years later, there was video footage released by the Pentagon. And this is why you can't really say it's a conspiracy, because they released it. Like, they were like, yeah, oh, this, is, this, is, sure. this is what happened. However, we don't know what it is. I feel like I may have seen this, actually. Because there have was, um, yeah, I remember like watching this video about uh, recently released um, like UFO footage. Um, and it contained footage from both the U.S. government and the, Ch uh, the Chilean government. Um, hmm. Uh, well, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, this actually is recorded by a second team. So the second team took off at 12, and they recorded on infrared the unidentified system, which they called an unidentified aerial system. And yeah, like this was released on December 16, 2017 by the Pentagon 13 years after the incident. They didn't say anything about it, though. They just said, here mm -hmm. is from that day. And I think the reason they released it is because it doesn't actually prove anything. It just shows something happening. And that's kind of one of the things that comes up in talking about this is that people aren't saying that the pilots didn't see something. They're just saying, well, just because you saw it doesn't mean it was aliens. And But see, I don't think the government needs people thinking that. So I don't think they released it because they had to. And that was the most like benign piece of like banal piece of footage they could release i i my theory is um that the government has been priming us with entertainment and like culture and now they're gonna release footage for the time when they're finally gonna reveal that we've been in contact with aliens for a long ass time i've heard that theory too it's like it's supposed to prepare you for the idea that aliens are gonna take over and we're just their slaves or something <laughs> yeah can you imagine, like, when they first arrived, if you believe it was during Roswell, I do, I, I think it was around that time. Like, when they first arrived in, like, the late 40s, early 50s, if all of a sudden, like, just, like, in, like, one go, you told the whole U.S. population, so there's fucking aliens and they live here now. <laughs> like, that would have not gone over well. So... Yeah, I mean, there's still parts of the U.S. that are in the 50s, so I think we need to give it some time. <laughs> yeah, but, but for the most part, like, if, if the theory is true, what the government has done is smart because, like, they went from if we release this, people are going to freak out to like priming people so much generation after generation that now it's actually the people that are asking the government to like admit what they right. think they already know, which is that aliens exist and they're here. Yeah, it's crazy. So, kind of getting into like the the points of skepticism with this, I'll just kind of go over them briefly because I think that it's pretty cut and dry, clear that uh -huh. it was probably a UFO. That's my stance on it. Um, this, the USS Nimitz UFO sighting has been criticized for mostly just confusion and incompleteness of the reports, which honestly, I don't really value that very much because if you're like a fighter pilot trying to recount seeing something that you didn't think was possible, you might be a little bit incomplete in what you're saying and not exactly, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's. And like any traumatic experience, yeah, at yeah. first, when you're recounting it, you won't know really what happened. But another thing is um, people just thought, well, it must have been a radar malfunction. Like, maybe the Nimitz was malfunctioning, that's why it saw the radar appear 60 miles away, but it was probably just another piece of metal floating somewhere that happened at that precise moment, and you're drawing this connection that it could be that other thing. And then bullshit. That's such a big, huge coincidence. <laughs> yeah, and then one that I do find a little bit interesting and a little bit more um, possible than just it being a malfunction is what they think. Well, I don't know who they is, just an operative they. What they think is that at the time when the first team arrived, what they saw going under the water and causing all those turbulent waves was probably just a submerging submarine, and then the drone flying off was just a separate object. 
and I think that that could be possible, but my only issue with that is if it was a submarine, why didn't the radar pick that up as well? So I don't really see that, but it would explain the confusion of thinking it was one object if you saw something right there and you looked over and you thought that. I can see that happening, but in general, I don't know. I just think this is too weird and too crazy and there's so many facts and these aren't just like random people. Like these are people in the military and the Navy. <laughs> like if they come forward with this and say like, yeah. this is what I saw, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna wanna believe them, you know? Uh huh. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. Just, so I I believe. <laughs> that's, I know that, that's you a do. Crazy, that's a crazy case. What do you think? Um, I think it's real. I think the, the big ass tic tac is real. I think these people aren't crazy. I think they're trying to they try to recount their story as best as they could. Uh, but like you said, there's always going to be completeness when trying to recount something so I don't know astounding. I guess. Um, I I again wonder why the government released the footage like i gave you my theory but <laughs> like i don't know if i believe that like a thousand percent um so maybe there's some ulterior motive um i don't know i don't know i think that i think i think one theory for why they released it could possibly be that they suspected that it was enemy weapons tests that they weren't aware of or maybe not even enemy just weapons weapons tests that they weren't aware of in general and they were hoping that by posting it or you know releasing it that someone would be able to come forward and say what it was but because you know at this point like they obviously don't have a clue if they're sharing it with the world so i don't know that's possible um i want to ask you something do you think that aliens live among <laughs> us like do you think that <laughs> because i know that you believe in like visits right like this yeah. for example if this is a ufo that means that aliens visited us uh, but do you think that the government knows about them or do you think that they um like live amongst us do you think that i don't know they're under the pyramids what do you think i feel like there's a couple theories for this like lizard people or like miley cyrus is a lizard or like all or maybe aliens are helping us with technology or something and i think that for me the answer is no i don't think that that's happening <laughs> i don't I don't think that it, they would be able to blend in that well. Um, I think Tommy Wiseau might be an alien, but <laughs> that's the only example I can think of. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, wait, um, I do want to say, I think if there are aliens on our planet right now, they're definitely at the deep sea floor because there's so much we haven't discovered down there. We're constantly discovering new like species and stuff, and like it could definitely be a yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, maybe they think that's just the best hiding place, which it probably is, in all honesty. I mean, hell. Yeah, we've explored, like, 5 or 6% of our oceans. That's crazy. Yeah, but I don't think like, that they're, like, whispering in Trump's ear, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what do you think? Do you believe that? Um, I don't think that... I don't believe, like, that they've the helped us, like, technologically. Like, I don't know. I feel like I go back and forth on these kinds of things, but, like, deep down, it does seem pretty ridiculous, like that they helped us with the pyramids or that they helped Hitler for whatever oh reason. I don't know. I guess they like, yeah, became evil for a while during the forties. But anyway, um, but I do think, yeah. So again, I don't think they helped, but I do think that the government like has like, had like table conversations with an alien race, like legit. I think that, I think that there's been contact and I think that like, I don't know, some kind of, agreement contract whatever you want to call it something has been established between the two parties there's an understanding of something about each other's existence uh, whether that be like don't destroy each other or i don't know but i just there's just like the u.s government is so fucking shady like it's so yeah. shadowy too uh and there's so much stuff that comes out um, not just about aliens but think for example like mk ultra that is declassified like decades later after they've like ridiculed people while it was happening yeah. or thinking that it was happening and then like years later they're like actually never mind it was true and it's just like i don't believe anything they say um uh obama don't come for me um but uh so yeah th th that's what i think I think that there's way more to the story. I think there's a lot that we're not being told, um, which I guess connects to the priming theory. 
Like if there's a lot that we're not being told, maybe they do intend to tell us, just in a very slow manner, in a very controlled setting. Controlled as in like, once they tell us there won't be panic. And one way to do that is to like make us accustomed to the idea of aliens. So like, that's what I think. I think it's all like pre-planned, like the government's smart. They know what they're doing. They know, I don't know, but I'm smarter and I know they're hiding something. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I do like to think of that, you know, because it's kind of a conspiratorial wormhole where you can kind of just delve into, well, anything is possible. But then again, I like to think of that one theory that I don't know if like who said this exactly, but it's kind of like comparing humans to ants where if you walk past an ant, like you wouldn't even think about communicating with it because it's an ant, mm-hmm. you know? So why would they, like if they're this advanced species, like they're not going to stop at the ant's planet, you know? Well, one, why do we think ants are lesser than any other animal? Maybe they don't think that way. And two, even if they do think that way, who's to say that every alien race that has come across earth is like as smart to like humans as humans are to ants. you know what i'm saying like who's who's to say that they're like that technologically superior um what if they're not from a faraway galaxy what if they're just like barely from outside orion's belt um yeah you know what i mean like what if they're what if we're not ants to them what if we're more like ferrets i don't know like, <laughs> you'd kind of stop and like caress a ferret maybe that's what they're doing to us so i don't think yeah they just want to pet us so like one so because i've heard that in different in two different ways like they wouldn't stop because we're ants well one maybe we're not ants and i've also heard like well um if anything they would destroy us because we're so inferior to them we're ants they wouldn't bother like making agreements with us or whatever and to that point i say um i mean yeah like you know stephen hawking did one say that if aliens because he didn't believe they were here he said that if aliens ever contacted us or came to earth it would be more like um columbus and the indians than anything else yeah. and we certainly wouldn't be columbus he did say that but again that's one assuming that we are just like ants which we might not be and two that they are evil and if not evil at least very resource hungry which they might not be they might just be out exploring for the sake of discovery um new contact you know um we certainly are i mean we're not starting out probes um to find aliens so we can kill them or extract their like planet's resources and so why would they do that to us that's the only way that things would go the way things went with columbus and the indians if they had a real strong motive for like destroying us and our planet or enslaving us and what if they don't have them well i also want to point out that you said that you don't trust the government so who's to say that they aren't sending out probes to go kill other aliens on their planets and take all their stuff like maybe that's maybe that's how we got wi-fi like we just kill the planet from the discovery of wi-fi <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's fair i just don't see those probes coming back like when when it really comes down to the nitty-gritty like we really are so like space not savvy like we're not very advanced in that regard if you really really think about it like everything we send up in space is are they're just like big vacuous cans of aluminum um that we hope don't explode like midway up the trip so we're not like there you know what i mean um i just don't see us like like secretly colonizing other planets and bringing resources back in fucking we should send our nudes into the universe just like to see if anyone swipes right (laughs) you know what i mean and it's like hey let's go check out earth oh my god (laughs) who's nudes though that's that that (laughs) like who's nudes get to go out tommy wiseau's of course (laughs) um so that's what i think about your case um (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't, I feel like it's not that scary, but for me, when I was reading it, like, it, 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 I guess just the possibility of this happening to you, you know, like, being in a fighter plane and yeah. diving for that, like, that's scary in a way. Like, I don't know. Oh, no, I, I was spooked. Like, I, I, I can put myself in their place. Like, imagine you're seeing this thing, like, drop down how many thousand feet in, like, less than a second. That'd be, that would, like, your heart would just start pounding. Yeah, and just feeling like you're crazy, like that, that's a real feeling. Yeah, oh yeah. All right, so I already know what you have for me, but are you ready to share? 
I am ready to share. And I, I, although you know what I have, you might not know all the details. True. So get ready to be spooked. Okay. Um, so today I'm talking about the Phoenix Lights. Now, I love this phenomenon but i actually didn't know all the in-depth details about it until i researched it for this episode so now i love it even more that i know more about it it's super duper interesting let's get started so have you heard anything about this um i have i've seen videos too okay okay so the phoenix lights uh, they were i guess i should characterize it as a series of fly flying objects of ufos um that were observed over it's called the phoenix lights but it wasn't just arizona it was arizona nevada and the mexican state of sonora actually um all on march 13th of 1997 so the reason i was hesitating on what to call it is because like there is technically two sightings are two big events that happened that night that aren't necessarily connected but they're both really creepy and like ergo people are like well they must be connected but i don't know if i believe they are honestly so phoenix eyes it's like it's kind of like a split phenomenon it's like two things it's really two things it's kind of like the amityville horror remember you're talking about the murders and you're talking about um the haunted house here you're talking about two events that happened in like close towns the same night but weren't really similar in nature so okay so what, what's the phoenix lights so uh lights of varying uh descriptions were seen by thousands of people uh between 7 30 and 10 30 mountain time in a space of about 300 miles from the state of nevada um, through Phoenix and then to the edge of Tucson, Texas. So, um, and, and, and the reason and the, the, the two events that I mentioned are as follows. So there was first a triangular formation of lights that seemed to pass over the state of Arizona. Um, and then there was a series of stationary lights that were seen in the Phoenix area. So, I know it's complicated, but yeah. So, okay. Now, the initial reports. This is interesting. So, at 6.55 p.m. on the 13th of March of 1997, a man reported, and this is from the article, a man reported seeing a uh, quote-unquote V-shaped object above Henderson, Nevada. So, he said that it was about the size of a Boeing 747, that's his quote, and that it sounded like rushing wind, and it had six lights on its leading edge, and uh, the lights allegedly traversed like they traversed northwest to southeast. So just trying to paint a picture here. Now, um, there was a police officer in a nearby town to Henderson, um, Nevada, that claimed to have been um, like watching the stars outside of his house and then around 8 15 p.m he saw this cluster of reddish lights in the sky um and he said quote unquote they comprise four lights together in a fifth light trailing them and that each of the individual lights in the formation appeared to him to consist of two separate point sources of orange light so okay i'm gonna pause this is a complex picture but basically um there <laughs> how do I explain this? So they're basically seeing um you know what a carpenter a, a carpenter square? Oh my god, I can't talk. A carpenter square is. Like this tool, <laughs> it's like a V-shaped ruler. Um yeah, so they were basically seeing that in the sky, but like fucking huge, and it had lights on it. Um it had six lights on five lights sorry five lights on it um kind of like trailing it so you know um like three on one side two on the other it's it's an interesting sight and it's it's not like what you think when you think a ufo like a regular alien spaceship or whatever so anyway um those were the initial reports then there were more people who saw this in the prescott valley in arizona and then uh, there were people who saw the same thing in uh, Dewey, uh, which is close to Arizona, around 10 miles. 
and uh, then the first sighting from Phoenix happens. So, oh, actually, before I talk about that, I mentioned that there was uh, there were sightings in the Prescott Valley in Arizona. So, uh, there's something I want to read to you. The National UFO Reporting Center received a report from that area, the Prescott area. And this is what the report says from someone, mm. uh, from just like a regular civilian that submitted the report to the center. And I quote, while doing astrophotography, I observed five yellow lights in a V formation. Again, think a carpenter square or just like a big V in the sky. Moving slowly from the northwest across the sky to the northeast, then turn almost due south and continue until out of sight. The point of the V was in the direction of movement. The first three lights were in a fairly tight V, while two of the lights were further back along the lines of the V's legs. During the northwest-northeast transit, one of the trailing lights moved up and joined the three and then dropped back to the trailing position. I estimated the three-light V to cover about... 0.5 degrees of sky and the whole group of five lights cover about one degree of sky so the fucking lights move and this is why this is not a spaceship <laughs> because the lights move independently of each other they just happen to be in a v formation um so what the fuck are we looking at is this just five different spaceships that are all information maybe um i don't know creepy thoughts so far i mean what else could it yeah, be yeah I, I mean yeah I guess I guess there's really nothing else. I just I just wanted to make it creepy, but it's just an interesting thought. Like, because I thought it was a spaceship for the longest time. Um, yeah. The, the like the the V lights part of the Phoenix lights phenomenon. I I, ne- I didn't I never knew that the lights in the V moved. I only knew of the lights mm-hmm. uh, from the second part of this phenomenon that were in actual like Phoenix that those moved and those were not in the V formation. Um, but I didn't know this. So anyway. Um, what am I looking at here? Uh, okay, so sorry, I'll make that. I'll jot that down so you can cut it. So the first sighting from Phoenix. So now things move to the bigger area of Phoenix, Arizona, and now thousands of people are looking at this V. So Tim Lay and his wife Bobby. His son, Hall, and his grandson, Damien Turnich, first saw the lights in Phoenix when they were above the Prescott Valley, about 60 miles away from the lights. Now, listen to this. At first, this is according to the article, and I'm just going to, like, read some of it because they really put it together very nicely. Um, The lights appear to them as five separate and distinct lights in an arc shape as if they were on top of a balloon. But they soon realized that the lights appeared to be moving towards them. Over the next 10 minutes, the lights appeared to come closer. (laughs) The distance between the lights increased, and they took to the shape of an upside-down V. Eventually, when the lights appeared to be a couple of miles away, the witnesses could make out a shape that looked like a 60-degree carpenter square, with the five lights set into it, with one at the front and two on each side. So... (laughs) And they freak the fuck out, obviously. <laughs> um, so, this was, again, the first sighting from Phoenix, but technically it's still in this Prescott Valley kind of mountainous area. But then the lights move all the way to actual, like, big city metropolitan Phoenix. And uh, then the V is seen by, like, way more people. Um one specifically was Bill Greiner, who is a, he was one of the first people who, to see it in the metropolitan area. He was a cement driver. Um, he was hauling a load um, from somewhere, and he was like driving by that area, by the Phoenix area, metropolitan Phoenix area. And he described um, the the group of lights. And this is a quote from this from this guy, and I love it. He says, "I'll never be the same." Before this, if anybody had told me that they saw a UFO, I would have said, "Yeah," and I believe in the tooth fairy. Now I've got a whole new view, and I may just be a dumb truck driver, but I've seen something that don't belong here. <laughs> uh, and, and he said that the lights ho- hovered over the area for over two hours. So. Uh, this That's is just creepy. one of many, many reports. So it, it's creepy. It's just creepy. Um, uh, after Phoenix, a report came from a young man uh, in a nearby area called Kingman in Arizona who stopped his car at a payphone to report the lights. Uh, he was en route to L.A. 
uh, and called from a phone booth to report having seen this large, uh, large cluster of, he said he called them stars, this large cluster of stars moving slowly in the northern sky. So why am I telling you all of this? The different cities and whatnot. This thing was fucking gigantic. So um, it was no plane. It was at least a mile in like height, at least. And it hovered over, well, many areas for many hours and seen by a lot of people. And it travels slowly. And it, I don't know, that just makes me think that it was, it was like huge. Like the yeah. fact that it had to travel so slowly. Because you know how like slow things, like huge things travel. Like think of like a blue whale. I don't know. Just like, I can just like, like me waking up in the morning. <laughs> I can just picture <laughs> this like huge spacecraft almost making this like boom sound and like having to travel so slowly and like hover over this whole area uh, because Maybe it's it was, so huge. Do you think it was a space whale? Like from Doctor Who? I mean, that's the first theory. The second one is... <laughs> <laughs> um honestly i don't know i i, I don't I, I can't really tell you um because because here's the thing right like there are like okay so this could just be five spaceships that are information okay but there are people who were under the phoenix sky seeing this lights who claim that the reason they know it was a triangular formation is because they couldn't see the stars when they looked up um while they were under what they believe to be this big ass triangular yeah. spaceship but they could see them outside of this triangle when they looked up <laughs> so what the fuck oh, <laughs> um, okay so, like, because that's a question I had was, like, did they actually see something besides the lights, like a metal? Well, that's, that's the or, thing. Like, a wing. It was, apparently it was a really dark night, a particularly dark night, whatever. Um, the eyewitnesses weren't super helpful as far as, like, was this thing made out of something? No one could really tell. But the only thing they could tell was, like, that it was blocking out, like, the night sky. Like, that, yeah. that part of it. So, I guess I can tell you that it's a spaceship, but again like the lights rearranged so i'm just i don't know i'm shook maybe it was just five different spaceships which would explain how they were able to rearrange at will um but like among them they formed this triangular black hole <laughs> oh. um it just sucked the light so i don't know anyway, oh i have a theory um, i have a what? little sci-fi theory what if it's one ship that rearranges its shape in order to blend in better Ooh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So, um, the, the things reappeared in 2007. Uh, a repeat of the lights occurred in February of that year, and it was recorded by a local news station. Um, however, according to the military, to the Air Force, these were actually flares dropped by oh, an take aircraft. Take flares um, and shove them up your ass. Training. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Tra training at an Air Force base. And my thought is just because like, they, they said the same thing like 10 years prior. Uh, bullshit with your flares. Bullshit with your weather balloons. It's none of that. Fucking. Yeah, and Roswell was a weather balloon too, right? My ass. Um, <laughs> it was actually so... ass at Roswell. <laughs> it was actually my ass. <laughs> uh, it blocked the Phoenix sky. So um, there is photographic documentation of the second um okay so let me make this differentiation again because i feel like it got muddled so documentation of the phoenix lights phenomenon falls in two categories one images of the triangular formation seen before 10 p.m mountain time in prescott and dewey uh and like the valley mountainous area little towns like that part and then there's photographic documentation of the Phoenix event that happened at 10 p.m. So, and this is why it's different. Okay, so I'm going to make it, like, super simple. So, the, I think this is all the same thing. It just puzzles me why the quote-unquote formation, if that's what you want to call it, was different at different places. So, let's just say mountain and phoenix so in mountain these spaceships were in a v-shape 
while they were traveling across the whole mountain and all these little towns adjacent to Phoenix. But then they get to Phoenix and they become this, they, they're no longer a V. They're just kind of this, I don't know, this like string of horizontal lights on the night sky. Um, that is bizarre. Like, why do they change shape? Because they're different than what they were before they got to Phoenix. The lights are therefore categorized into two different things, two different events, basically. Um, also, when I said about people who said that they looked up at the night sky um, and they could see that it was like blocked out, that wasn't in Phoenix mm-hmm. because it wasn't in a triangular formation there. That must have been people who said that that must have been in like this little towns or Dewey Prescott or like the mountainous area. So just to clarify now, um, I want to talk more about the second event, what what people saw at Phoenix that wasn't necessarily um, triangular. It was more like an arc again, like uh, it was more horizontal really than anything. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to talk more about this because this is the one that people saw the most. There were thousands of people. I mean, Phoenix is a big, it's a big city. There were thousands of people that saw this. So um, the most frequently seen um, sequence of, of like photographic evidence shows what appears to be this arc of lights appearing one by one. Again, there's video of this. Um, then going out one by one uh, on the Phoenix like night sky. Whereas anywhere else, it was just this flying V in the sky but here it was different in phoenix um people claim that these images show that the lights were some form of running light um along like the edge of a large spaceship which makes sense to me um uh, and if it was then that spaceship would have to be at least uh a mile in diameter so yeah uh, yeah, and imagine that like hovering, hovering over the city of Phoenix. Like that's big, right? So, um, there were first-hand witnesses that uh, reported that the lights looked to be quote-unquote canisters of swimming light, uh, while the underbelly of the spaceship was undulating. Uh, this is a quote, like looking through water. So, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, like, it, like, there's different reports. That's one reason I don't know what to tell you as to what this thing looked like exactly. But there, all the reason I don't know what to tell you is because it's more like a, this is so convincing, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you either just believe this or you're dumb. Like, there were thousands of people who saw this. This is on modern times, not like the Sam Thetan, the children <laughs> who spoke to God or whatever. Um, like, and, and, and there's video of this, right? So um, this is also something I found super interesting. Um, there's apparently uh, wind <laughs> wind direction data that uh, was measured by several weather stations like independently um, from the Phoenix area and it showed apparently consistency with reports about the movement of the lights uh, but people took this to be like oh see like the wind was moving the same way people said the lights were moving therefore they were flares and I'm like bitch <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the spacecraft just happen to be like any other human mate spacecraft and they like to go with the wind because going against yeah. it is hard um anyway uh <laughs> thoughts so far <laughs> i really like this um this image of the it, it undulating you know and uh-huh. the lights being blurry because i think that kind of coincides with this idea of like they're moving in this v formation but they're they're not when they're over phoenix it's this kind of constant movement that kind of makes me think, well, if something's moving constantly, maybe that plays a part in why you can't fully see it if it's moving really fast. But I could, I'm not a scientist at all. I have no idea how that would work. Or maybe it's it's invisible. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like if there's like an invisible alloy or yeah. something and then the light reflecting off of it just like lets you see it a little bit, you know, through the... Yeah. But yeah. What I keep thinking about is like, well, why? Like, I think the same as you. Why did they not move over Phoenix? Like, what was happening there that was different? Did they finally arrive at their 
I, I don't know. Like they were just ho hovering over it, right? Whereas they were moving elsewhere. I mean, it seems to me like yeah. really they were going to Phoenix. The easiest way for this spaceship or spaceships to travel was in a V formation because I guess aliens found out that V is the most effective travel shape. I don't know. Um, and so they did so like yeah. like a paper airplane, um, like a V. And but the, once they got to Phoenix, like they were done traveling, so they could disperse, not be in a V. And do their thing, which I guess was just to watch. And that's super creepy. <laughs> Maybe they were looking for something. Maybe. Maybe someone lost their keys last time they traveled to Earth. <laughs> Carl, I told you. <laughs> what if in your pocket? <laughs> or even worse, what if there was someone abducted in Phoenix and they were coming to check up on him or her because they were pregnant with alien babies and it was all just like child support oh my god <laughs> Inter Carl, intergalactic child stop support. probing humans <laughs> um so yeah um what you said what you said okay no so here's the thing the u.s air force got ballsy after this thing blew up and was like bitch never mind y'all what y'all think you saw these were L-U-U 2B slash B elimination flares dropped by us from an aircraft on a training exercise. Shut up. My ass. I've heard this theory too and it's just it has absolute holes in it. It's Swiss cheese. So <laughs> yeah, it does. It has huge holes. Um, according to this explanation, the flares would have been visible in Phoenix and they would have appeared to hover due to the rising heat from the burning flares creating a quote-unquote balloon effect on their parachutes, which slowed the descent. Mm, okay. No. One, just a reminder, these things hovered over Phoenix for over two hours. So unless these people love fucking just no like these weren't flares no. there's no way there's also other reasons why um like th there's other uh reasons why this is so unbelievable but i don't know that like i want to go into all of them because just the first statement itself is already like ridiculous enough to me it's i just i don't believe it at all like flares i don't i don't think they last that long i also don't think they can be seen from hundreds of miles unless you have these like ideal environmental conditions which is what people were seeing them from like people were seeing them from the whole state of arizona basically um also while the air force like cared to explain the second incident they didn't say anything about the first incident they didn't say anything about the v that remains largely unexplained i mean if you consider the air force explanation to the second event a right. valid explanation which i don't uh let's say that you do the first one still remains unexplained and no one took a, no one took credit for that um People say that they, they could have been airplanes. And I'm like, bitch, airplanes flying in a V formation. No sound, by the way. These were like silent lights. Um, and also, like, what about that family that, like, the lights came really close to them while they were, like, driving in the Prescott area or whatever, the Dewey area? Like, were those planes just stalking this one family in the highway? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, again, I mean, the, the notion of planes for the first event, for the V-shaped event, it's just kind of crazy to me. Like, reminder like these lights is a big ass v appeared over northern arizona and like traveled south and over nearly like the entire length of the fucking state and um like passed down to tucson like where were these planes going number one and why and, like what's the point in the middle of the night like what test is this um yeah so just no <laughs> <laughs> now this is like one of the best parts about this there is this guy right his name is five simington the third and i don't know if you've heard about him <laughs> his name is five <laughs> five five as in five f-i-f-e -F -F -E, oh, five. five that's okay. the name apparently okay. five simington five simington okay. the third and he was the governor of arizona at the time and he, I don't know if you've seen this, guys. If you haven't seen this, go on YouTube and look this up. He held a press conference in 1997, like when the news were blowing up. Um, by the way, weird thing, like not a lot of people gave attention to this, like in local Arizona news when it happened in, in March. It wasn't until um, like early June that... Uh, 
a big um, like news station picked up the story and then it like blew up all over the nation. So that's an interesting fact. Like it wasn't actually immediate, which I thought was interesting. Uh, and then all like the Dayline and the NBC like documentary started coming out, all like the segments about it. But like it took like a month and a half or more. It was kind of weird. Um, but anyway, um, once it was actually like blown up, uh, the Arizona governor five he held a press conference and he said. <laughs> you should watch the video he says quote unquote um that they found who was responsible and then he he brings out his aide on stage at this press conference dressed in an alien costume oh my god (laughs) and i thought that was hilarious but also like so fucked up and mean to all the people who actually believed that it was aliens and who were sure that it was because this guy was basically mocking them and you know why i think it's so like fucked up because 10 years later this motherfucker uh went on dateline and said that he had actually witnessed one of the crabs and uh, decided not to go public with the information because he didn't know what to do basically he said that um that he it's a quote i'm a pilot and i know just about every machine that flies it was bigger than anything that i've ever seen it remains a great mystery other people saw it um other people saw it uh and i know that they did i don't know why people would ridicule it and i'm like bitch you ridiculed it 10 years ago what are you talking about um anyway also it was (laughs) fact check it was the daily courier he did an, an interview with in 2007 not dateline anyway um so in 1997 he like brings on an alien guy basically like a costume and it's like hi the aliens did it lol y'all are crazy fucking weirdos and then 10 years later he's like i saw it i was scared ah, i'm gonna I'm like, take this what why like why would you go i want to take this to even a further level and say that if you are an alien on earth what better way to convince people you're not than to get in an alien suit and go on TV? <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe that was a real alien. <laughs> um, he also said, um, he said, this is a quote from him again. It was enormous and inexplicable. Who knows where it came from? A lot of people saw it and I saw it too. It was dramatic and it couldn't have been flares because it was too symmetrical. It had a geometric outline, a constant shape. So he must have been talking mostly about before it came to... Mm, yeah. Actually, no, 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 no. Sorry, 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 sorry. He, he could have just been talking about Phoenix because it wasn't a carpenter square in Phoenix, but it was an arc. It was like this like arch thing. That's a geometric shape. So um, anyway, um, like then I read more about it. I guess I understand why the guy didn't go public with it and he decided to like ridicule it instead. It's because he was scared that he himself didn't even know what to do as like a protector of his people. And it's because no one was telling him anything. Um, so he says this, this governor, like, you know, years later during these interviews, he mentioned that, um, he had requested information from the commander of the Luke air force base, which are the people who were like, it's flares. <laughs> um, and that the general, um, so from the air force base and from the general of the national guard, uh, as well as the, the head of the Department of Public Safety. He had requested information from these three sources, but none of the officials he contacted had an answer for what had happened. And, they, and he says that they were also perplexed. So no one knew what the fuck was going on. Um, he then, uh, during this interview, was asked again about uh, flares. So I just want to clarify in his comments about flares because I think they're really interesting. He really, like... He really discredits the whole flare theory. This governor said that as a pilot and a former Air Force officer, I can definitively say that this craft did not resemble any man-made object I'd ever seen. And it was certainly not high-altitude flares because flares don't fly in formation. (laughs) Bitch, come at me. Um... So, yeah, last thing he mentioned, which connects to the whole, like, no one knew what the fuck was going on, or did they, um, is he said during an interview that uh, he contacted the military, and he asked them what the lights were, and their response was, quote-unquote, no comment. Uh. He uh, yeah, he pointed out that at the time, he was the governor of fucking Arizona, not just some, like, dude. Um, and the military was like, mm, no comment. And that was a quote, like, so yeah you know what i mean like it's not like he's summarizing whatever they said they literally just said to him no comment that doesn't sound like they don't know what's going on that sounds like they're hiding something um 
that's what I got. I don't know. Like this whole governor thing was really interesting to me. It was like a nice like bow at the end because, you know, this is a person who's credible and he um, was made to ridicule the event probably by like his higher ups because they also didn't know what the fuck or he was like, maybe they did know, but they pressured him into like making the people think that nothing had happened. But then, you know, like he comes out with the truth like years later and I'm like, see how you can't trust yeah, anything. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah, it's it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> I I definitely buy into this one for sure. I don't know how um, much I buy into the, the ones over Phoenix, but the V formation's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the V formation is weird. Um, actually, why don't you buy where the ones in Phoenix? Um, it's not that I don't buy them. It's just I don't buy them as much, and I don't know why. I just I feel like I don't know. I'm just okay, not a hundred percent sold on it. You know? did, did, did the Air Force convince you it was flares or something? Did you fall on the trap? No, not that. It's just I I don't know. There's just something so like weirdly simple about it. Like it doesn't feel. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. I just don't. I don't get it. I see <laughs> Shannon like go fuck a weather balloon. I don't want to be your friend anymore. Um, uh, the Phoenix lights were real. So is this the last episode? <laughs> Um, uh, like, yeah, people said that too. Like, oh, it was like a weather balloon. I'm like, you and your fucking No, I don't balloon. even think that. I think maybe it, it was, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that I could find an explanation, but just the fact that it doesn't seem to hold much, like, form the same way as the other ones, mm-hmm. it makes me feel like maybe it's just something else. Mm-hmm. And oh. that doesn't mean it's not extraterrestrial, just not, I don't know. I, I forgot to mention, by the way, like, the way these sites disappeared once they were in phoenix they were there for two hours and they didn't like because <laughs> you know how they were like kind of flickering like on and off like yeah uh, almost as if they were like some kind of mechanism on the side of, an, of a spacecraft bitch they didn't like flicker out of the night after the two hours they went up in the fucking air and disappeared <laughs> wait what seriously yeah <laughs> yeah wait, so the ones that were phoenix yeah oh okay yeah never mind i'm sold <laughs> um it's just like here's the thing with the phoenix lights the whole thing why are there people that still don't believe in aliens actually rather i understand why actually i totally do it's because these are the kind of people that listen to official reports and they kind of stick with that and if anything it's because it's scary to think that your government doesn't know what is going on in your country so like of course you're gonna want to believe what they tell you so i understand why people don't actively believe in aliens but there's still people who don't do that but like aside from the reports like why isn't this even bigger like why isn't this still being talked about today like people just forget that thousands upon thousands of people just saw all these lights that night like i feel like i mean i think the reality is that people get busy with their own lives and our lives are really boring but they take up a lot of time like for you like you go to work every day and then you barely have enough time to come home and eat you know what i mean and then 10 years later you have three children and you're like wait no one ever told me what the phoenix lights were you know, so I think that's why progress is slow and why we don't focus on these things very much because. I mean, yeah, I guess that's fair that even if you see something as extraordinary as like proof of extraterrestrial life in your city, you're like, yes, but Brian has soccer practice at seven. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, like I this is if we didn't have the podcast, I wouldn't think about aliens that much. Like I, I thought about them a lot, but not frequently you know what i mean like i just yeah i just be like what am i gonna eat today <laughs> i suppose it's just a human condition <laughs> yeah um if, if if they had like killed a bunch of people that day i think we would definitely yeah like some war of the world <laughs> shit yeah. yeah yeah um wow um that's what i got i love this case it's one of my favorite like ufo slash alien cases ever um yeah that, that's what i got i totally believe in it i believe in yours too um i like i like talking about this because like as skeptic as you are i think we both agree that this is the one topic that we're like i mean even if we don't agree on whether they're here we definitely think like they exist like they yeah. visit um yeah and and that that on itself is like spooky enough like you know what i mean it's so foreign and we don't know 
much about it and but they're here like they're they're visiting they're they're, they're doing things we think they probe people like ugh. I, I kind of like the idea that the answer to a mystery is normally the simplest one and in the case of aliens i think maybe the phoenix lights were a bunch of alien teenagers after prom going and partying over phoenix and then they just left after they were done getting drunk <laughs> um it doesn't have to always be diabolical, um, you know? Sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you wonder, right? You wonder if if even just one of the many paranormal and supernatural and unexplainable things that have happened in history, the many things that have been recorded in spooky cases and whatnot, you wonder if at least one of them actually has a really, like, funny undertone to it that we just don't know about. Like, what if this, like, one ghost case about whatever... Turn out to be like, I, I don't know, like, I don't know, like the ghost of this person died <laughs> at like a beer pong game. Like, you don't, yeah. like, but you would never ever know that. Like, you'll never know that. Um, Watch out, Conjuring. Yeah, I guess. Andre's coming for you. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, it, it is. Yeah. It is possible. Like, um, a ghost is just someone who died, like, I mean, if you believe in ghosts in the traditional sense, it's just someone who died in a very, um, like sudden manner and they has to like still have unfinished business technically you can die in a very sudden manner from like autoerotic asphyxiation <laughs> like that's that a thing <laughs> I feel and you like could it be... takes a while um I, I feel like I feel like it's sudden in the sense like you think you have it under control and all of a sudden you're like choking and you're dead is this like from um, personal experience no it's from a movie that Robin Williams was in <laughs> you should watch wow. it wow okay yeah he's not the one who dies by okay. the way it's it's a kid from spy kids but still um <laughs> uh yeah like it, you know and he could die all of a sudden become a ghost and he haunts people i have a really good and, question yes if an alien comes to our planet and dies on our planet is it an alien ghost um yes but what if they don't like share the same religion or something i don't know <laughs> Um, well, again, like, we don't even, I don't know that we think that, like, ghosts are necessarily, like, I don't know, Christian ghosts. I think we just think that ghosts are okay. like energy. I don't know. Listen to our ghost episode, everyone. Um, I don't even remember <laughs> what I believe. <laughs> um, anyway, that's all we have for you tonight. Um, everyone, uh, if you have any suggestions for our next episode, um, I know I did uh, get a couple for next week, so do keep sending them in. Um, just DM us at, at TalkScary on Twitter. You can also find the podcast on uh, your favorite podcast listening platform. We are literally everywhere, like iHeartRadio, Google Play, Apple Stores, Spotify, everywhere. Um, do not eat any large meals before bed. And uh, Shannon, you have anything? Um, I hope Brittany's okay. Uh, we hope Brittany is okay. We stand, and we hope she's okay, and we hope she dominates us next year. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make you come with me and see her. If you pay, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm not going to pay to see someone lip sync. And I'm like, I will for two. Um, <laughs> Have you seen her before? <laughs> no, I've never seen her. And I low-key want to, but that is actually like a big thing. Like, I'm like, ah, I've heard that the performance is like, okay. Like her piece of me show is iconic. If you're like a gay stan and you're like, it's my dream. But I don't know that I'm at that level. And all I'll be thinking about while I see her is like, I know this is lip syncing. And also like the dance moves aren't the same as like prime Britney. And I know that sounds so like, judgmental but i know i'd be thinking that the whole concert so i don't know about going to see her live plus it's expensive if anything i go see Cher. oh Fuck. really we should go see Cher. that would be fun <laughs> <laughs> anyway um uh, thank you for listening everyone we will talk to you next week uh, keep it scary keep it creepy Bye-bye. Uh, and that's it good night <laughs>